Well, anyway, hi guys, welcome to Cinema Suitcase, and today we're going to be talking about one of Kevin's favorite films, Attack the Block. Oh, sorry, mate, I've lost my glasses. You know, we continue giving stats, I'm just going to find them. Okay, while well, Kevin goes on his. I need glasses, guys. <laughs> while well, he goes on his hunt, we'll go through the Roddy credits. So, this movie was written and directed by Joe, Joe Cornish. Uh, original music by Stephen Price, who we talked about a little bit on, on our Suicide Squad episode. Uh, cinematography by Thomas Townend. Townend? Interesting name. Mm. And film editing by Jonathan Amos, or Amos. Amos. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. A-M-O-S, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but, but yeah. Whew. Well, so, yeah. that was good timing. <laughs> they were right over there. Yeah. So yeah, guys, this is, this is one of Kevin's favorite movies. He's always been bragging to me about this movie, saying like, you know, Yo, this movie's amazing, man. It is amazing to me. I love it. I never yeah. get tired of Attack the Block. It, it was a hidden gem I found by chance, by accident. Yeah. So, so why don't we go into your, your history of the film? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sure. So, um, first time I watched this movie, it was it was not long after it was released, actually. I think this film came out in 2009. I'm no, it was, it's 2011. 2011, okay, 2011, I don't know why I thought 2009, anyway, it was not long after that release date, so maybe mid-2012 or so, or so, I yeah. watched this movie on DSTV, it was on DSTV, which is, as you mentioned in okay, previous uh, episodes, okay, uh, uh, okay, uh, South Africa's cable TV, it's basically cable TV, exactly, it went back when I could afford it, now I'm like, <laughs> um, I mean, everyone's on DSTV, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, and um, that movie came on by accident, and it was only a couple of minutes in during the opening scene. And I read the, the brief description, and I was like, okay, this sounds interesting, let's watch it. And then it, it hooked me, and I, I, I binged it. And since then, like, I hadn't seen it in years after that, but I always made a note to, of that, that name to remember to rewatch it, because that name stuck with me, and th this film stuck with me, sorry, the name didn't. <laughs> and you have obviously watched this movie multiple times, not just twice. Yeah, I've seen it like uh, four or five times. Oh, okay, cool. Not just twice. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you meant, in a way, like, you know, yeah, I watched it originally, then I, I watched it again with you last night. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I didn't mean it like that. Did I, did I say that? No, 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 it's just, it's just, it's just the conclusion I drew to, but I was like, no, 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 you must have watched it more times. No, no, I've seen it a few times, it's, uh, I don't watch it too much, because I, I like the magic of it. I don't want to watch it too much, and then it gets boring, you know? Yeah. So, I, it's one of those films I watch every couple of years, but I really love it. Yeah, it's a good movie, yeah. So, yeah, then my history with the movie, um, I didn't really know much about this movie, I never even heard of it. And then when I met this guy at college, he was telling me about Attack the Block, and then, when we were discussing doing our podcast, uh, uh, we definitely knew that the, this was going to be one of Kevin's movies that he wanted. One of my choices. They want to make an episode on. So yeah, yeah. it's it's sorry, sorry. You let, I'll let you finish. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, I watched this about two nights ago, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It was quite different. It was a different type of movie to what I was used to, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And. <laughs> Uh, what I do quite like is that the fact that this movie takes place, the, the the majority of the movie takes place in one block, which is like an apartment building. Mm. It reminds me of Dread, where yeah, you where actually mentioned go, it. Where they go into that, where they go into you know Peach Tree, which is that like big mega apartment block, and then the whole movie takes place there mm -hmm. and everything like that, and they're fighting all the bad guys in the apartment and everything. Like yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I think it was, I think it's budget friendly for location. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not sure if if. Like, if they hire a building like this, if it's, <coughs> so, sorry, my goodness, like, if they're allowed to 
get the building as a whole rented out or if they can only hire per apartment they have to pay a certain fee like a thousand bucks per apartment i have no idea i mean it's capitalism so probably per apartment <laughs> probably per apartment well i think they only use like four or five max so i think they maybe use like one or two apartments and they just redress it yeah probably just switch it up because they're all designed the same so yeah that makes sense oh well it's, it's interesting to think about so yeah yeah so yeah this is a pretty interesting movie uh I was shocked to see John Boyega. I had no idea John Boyega was in this movie. John Boyega's our main character. Yeah, yeah Moses. Uh, Moses. The, <laughs> the main character, yeah. Yeah, it was one of his earliest roles because when I saw him in Star Wars, because um, I have seen it, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I was like, is that the character from um, uh, Attack the Block? I wanted to say uh, I wanted to say his name, but his name is, to me, his name is Moses. You can't <laughs> change that. <laughs> yeah. It's Moses from Attack the Block. So I, I, I don't know if it is his earliest role. I imagine he's actually done other things because this is quite a, an, a decent budget film. It's not like a, like well, a short film or anything like that. Well, I can imagine it's one of his one of his first, uh, his first uh, like, um, theatrical roles. Yeah, one of his probably one of the first like feature films he did. Mm. So yeah, um, and yeah, no, pretty good. I also recognize the one actor. What's the what's the character the character who um who who has the dog that the dog that um you know uh spoiler uh, and spoilers guys uh, uh, the uh, uh, the dog that, he, that comes out with him but then the dog gets killed by the alien. You mean Afro Jack over here? No, no, not the other one. The other guy, the guy next to him. Got oh yeah, you're right. Actually, it was sword. him. Um, yo, I think his name was Biggs. I think. Yeah, yeah. That Biggs actor. He was on um, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow series. He was a uh, firestorm. For like the first like season, first season. Sure. Your shame. He had like a. Oh, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, and then you also recognize Cindy from. Uh, yeah, obviously Doctor Doctor Who. Because like yeah, because I was watching this movie and I was going like these actors look so familiar. Then I took a look up the IMDb and but oh yeah, that's that that's that and that's that, uh, that's that and obviously she's Cindy. She's uh she's Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the recent incarnation yeah, I was of her. I'm gonna say, isn't it like a later reincarnation? Well, yeah, the re the, the the newest you know rendition of Doctor Who. So it's not like an alternate timeline version. It's like a whole no, no, series is her. No, I've never watched. I've never watched um, Doctor Who, but my my one friend who really is into it, she says that uh, that basically the Doctor is like this alien, and then he re. Okay, I mean Doctor Who fans who are watching this, they can they're gonna get so mad because I'm butchering this, but <laughs> basically she explained that he's this like this alien, I think. And he basically reincarnates as different people, and that's why that's why that's why there's been so many different doctors, actors to play the doctor over the years, and that's why you can have the doctor be a male in one season, then be a female the next season. Okay, so he switches it up, sort of like how we change clothes. Yeah, he changes form. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's fascinating. Oh well, yeah, you do recognize it. Was my point. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So yeah, this is a pretty interesting. Uh, uh, films that's <laughs> yeah these these kids mugger uh, the, the this woman is walking home and she's on a phone with her, uh, her her mom I'm assuming and then she gets mugged by these by these hoodlums these teenagers youngsters these youngsters and then um, while the youngsters are walking away <laughs> the, the freaking meteor comes and hits and like smashes into this car and it's just like you know they're bombing us <laughs> they're bombing us bro <laughs> oh I love the language uh, the slang in this film yeah like proper southern London slang yeah. <laughs> It's like this tiny, it's like this little like gorilla alien type thing, and then they kill it uh, 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 because it's scar because it scratches Moses and like he gets a scratch across his face. So they go in to kill the alien, 
uh, 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 and then take it home, only to then realise that the, uh, that the rest of the aliens are coming for for the corpse of the one that they just killed. Exactly. And that's what causes the um, the whole the the basically the journey to start. Exactly. That's the beginning. Um, and it's it's fascinating that they actually um, they touch on it on that nature documentary. Ah, what's you know the the rich kid? I forget his name. Always forget names, dude. Um, anyway, he's watching a documentary and they're talking about the moths, how they leave a pheromone yeah. in their territory and the, the male moths will come and follow that scent yeah. because they obviously, you know, want to reproduce. And then that's literally a build-up for that alien because that initial alien that uh, crashes and they kill it, that's the female version and spreading her pheromones and then the males come later, which is the main threat of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting, interesting alien design for them to be this... Completely like black, like this just black gorilla, this black creature where you can't really make out anything. The only thing, the only identifiable part that you can see is their teeth that like is like that like glow. That has like this glow blue, this glowing blue color. It is a nice design. It's actually what one of the standout features of this film, I think. Like one of the most memorable. If you watch it the also, first time, you just think, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's also, it's also uh, what I was thinking, which I wanted to, I didn't mention it to you because I wanted to save it for this episode. But what I think is, that it's also a pretty good cost-saving feature because basically, like you know, if you think about it, they basically designed the aliens in a way where they don't, aside from like the female alien that they have in the beginning, which is obviously like a puppet, um, they don't really have to like design the alien or really give the alien any like distinct features aside from the teeth mm. And then yeah, then basically if you're like on a low budget, which I'm assuming this movie probably was on it, uh, You know, they can create these creatures that still look cool and still look unique while at the same time save money because they don't They don't have to actually like spend give, too much. They don't have to give the alien any dis any distinct design features or anything like that mm, It's a simple design. A simple but um, effective. Simple but effective. Yeah, that's uh, like they're really cost-effective weren't they when they designed yeah. it and you may have a point maybe they had budget issues but I think I think it is it worked on a similar concept yeah, of I'm trying to look, I'm actually gonna look up the budget but yeah you can carry on sure I was saying that um, I think they had a similar sort of thing for District 9 because I think they started with like a premise and maybe a short film or a concept and then only after that was successful were they given funding to make the full-length film yeah, probably. Because they, they won a lot of, like, uh, film festival awards, this film. Oh, yeah, they don't have, didn't have a lot of money. They had 8 million GBP. Great British Pound, which is not a lot of money. What? Yeah, 8 million pounds. It's 8 not... million, it's 12, 12 million dollars or so. It's yeah. Not, it's not a huge budget. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they really had to be um, very sure if they wanted to allocate a certain amount of money to a specific task they had to be certain because there was no change in the couch they could run back to yeah which is i think is an excellent execution of budgeting skills <laughs> but yeah i was just thinking from a filmmaking perspective it's just a brilliant idea mm. you know basically just to like you know it is simplicity know, yeah simplicity always simplicity I'm, i think i'm gonna get a tattoo here like like a <laughs> joker <laughs> yeah oh yeah are you gonna get damaged on i'm these? just gonna get damaged but instead it's gonna say simplicity because i love simplicity uh, okay then, it's, <laughs> then it won't be as offensive no no no, no. yeah but uh, but yeah otherwise yeah 
But yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, this film was quite enjoyable. It's like these little kid, these kids running around, and yeah, some of the things they say is very funny when they call. The, okay, I can't say the last bit, but the they it's described there as these werewolf gorilla-looking mother. <laughs> oh yeah, you're talking about pest on yeah. his bike. Pest is funny to me. He's interesting. The thing is, once the aliens land, um, they go and show off to like the the girl group of the of the block. So the block is basically a. They all refer to it as as the block, and it is this apartment building where all the uh, less fortunate people stay. I guess not less fortunate, but low income areas. Yeah, like the middle class. Uh, yeah, I think like lower middle class. But yeah, because um, it's very um, like looked down on, and it is high crime rate, and all sorts. It's very sort of sort of rundown area. Yeah. And these these kids are just. Um, they're integrated into that culture of sort of gangsterism and they already start young I mean Moses is what 15 and the rest of them they can't be too far behind yeah except for like mayhem and props those guys are like eight yeah yeah <laughs> yeah those two little youngsters that yeah. around and those, they, they don't take shite in the end the, but they find yeah they always want to they always want to contribute and they don't let them but then they do they do contribute a bit towards the end yeah they're like no you're too young for this sort of lifestyle yeah. And it's, it's sad because constantly throughout the film you, you get scattered uh, images of each of their sort of home life and how it's difficult for them and how money is really tight and they don't have the best sort of livelihoods and they're just, they're literally just kids but because of the, the surrounding cultures and areas they have to, they've been hardened up. And yeah, more so than the parents realize. Yeah, it's quite it's quite different to the uh, the usual um, the usual uh, 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 depiction of depiction of kids kids in a film because usually when you have like you know a, a group of kids going up against going up against uh, against like aliens or like some supernatural force or whatever they're usually like you know the, the, the ideal type of kids. I mean, yeah, sure, like they they may be like cursed when their parents aren't around, but they but they're good kids in the end. They go to mm. school, they. Uh, they live the ideal family lifestyle and all that mm -hmm. type of stuff whereas with these kids it's like no these kids are in the rough neighborhood they really are and the thing is you can tell they're kids because when they're when they're amongst themselves they reference pop culture so much i mean yeah like they, Jerome, keep, they keep referencing fifa yeah they keep talking about fifa jerome talks about gears of war they talk about 28 days later and mm -hmm. it's it's so cool to see that okay these guys are actually just kids. They just want to have an, a sort of normal life, but their situations don't allow it. Yeah. And that life of crime, like they were all, they even admit they were scared when they when they mugged her in the beginning. Yeah. Because it's something that they don't really want to do, but they sort of have to. It's it's like, like remember the joke we made in college with those two guys we saw, those two low level. Yeah, gangsters. yeah, yeah. Those two, those two like um uh uh the hip hop dudes or whatever. They were. They were at the uh, uh, they were at the park and then we uh, and then you and me looked at them and then you uh, and then you uh, uh, you were like to me like you know um, uh, 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 do you think those drug dealers are just like nah too low level too low level basically that's like what level they one, are like they, low level they are level ones mm. and they're trying to build a name for themselves in that gangster gang culture because of hi hats who is like yeah. their main dealer in the block he's also um, he's quite a quite a dick <laughs> yeah. I know you didn't like hi-hats at all. I hated him. He was like so annoying. I was just like, get this character off the screen. I know you didn't like him. Like later, every time he came back, he was grumbling. Like I was just, I was just like, 
<laughs> and then like the one part where the alien jumps into the elevator with him, I'm just like, okay, good, thank you, this guy's gone. And then the elevator door opens, he's still alive. I'm like, oh, Yeah, I heard you <laughs> grumbling, you're like, oh, this guy. This freaking guy. Yeah, no, they really delayed his death a lot. <laughs> I don't understand why they had to delay his death, but jeez, man, he's like so freaking annoying. Why do you think they delayed his death? I'm interested. But, no, because he has to be like a secondary antagonist and they need to set up, you know, uh, they need to set up threats for the kids to for the kids to deal with, like while they're busy trying to evade, run away from these aliens or trying to like eat them or whatever. They still have to deal with this fool. They still have to deal. Agenda. They still have to deal with this guy. And his gun because he's, you know, pissed off because they they they, they smashed his car or like his friend died or whatever. And I'm like, you know, he, your friend died. That was your fault. That wasn't the kid's fault. That yeah, was your you fault. sent him to his death. You sent him to his death. You, you, uh, so that's your fault. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know, I just didn't like him because like the way he ordered his minions around, like, it's just like, you know, he's like the, the type of guy that I would just, uh, 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 that I would just be like, uh, I would just be like, get out of here, man. Like, I'm not listening to you. Yeah, go home, dude. Like from an actor's perspective or just the character? No, no, obviously just from a character. No, obviously, okay. I'm not knocking the actor or anything. Oh. I'm just obviously the kid's character. Okay, I yeah. just don't like tell him to like, get out. Okay, yeah, I get, get you. Out. No, I agree. Like, I, I think he's supposed to really... Like he he's the guy that during the, the major the Corvus during the major situations he would always just be there to ruin your day. That's what he <laughs> yeah. was there for. So when he, when he finally got wrecked, I'm glad. I love that scene. That yeah. that scene stayed with me for so long after the first time I watched um, yeah. uh, Attack the Block. I wanted to say yeah. yeah, because like even later where like where like um uh, his one his one henchman his main henchman obviously dies. And then later he he hooks up with two of his other henchmen, and then like they and then like they're trying to like just say to him like yeah man but maybe we should just like you know like uh, uh, chill for a bit you know while things cool down. He's like are you are you telling me to chill? He's like no 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 just uh, uh, just until the cops cool down. Are you telling me to cool down? Yeah. It's just like it's just like oh my god, dude, just shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, he's really salty. I don't know how he got it into any sort of position of power because everyone is like much taller than him. They could just easily overpower him. Or just, or just, I don't know, shoot him, when he's, shoot him when he's not looking. Yeah, I suppose he could do that too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I know his, his goons are jumpy because the area is heavily policed right now because of all the aliens, obviously. Yeah. The aliens, they refuse to acknowledge exist, but um, they're still out there because of attacks. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. To me, like, it just seems, it just seems weird. I don't know. I don't get his motivation. I get he kind of wants to get revenge, but like... There are aliens invading invading the block. You think that like his number one concern would be getting the hell out of there, but instead he's like he's hell bent on tracking down these kids and killing them. Exactly. I don't think he believes in the alien thing because even even after his, his even now that he's encountered aliens like multiple times throughout the film, exactly. he's still he's still hell bent on on getting these kids. Yeah, and the thing is, he doesn't really admit they're aliens at all because at least for a while, because when his his henchman his his main one is killed. Yeah, like he sent him off and he gets wrecked then he meets up with the other two later in the film and he talks about like how he got jumped by some big gorilla dog thing but he refuses to say it and go with the kids logic that it's an alien and accept that so then he, he still just follows them around he takes on a few more okay he takes on one more gorilla wolf mother <laughs> and then um that's the elevator scene i'm talking about and then when he comes out he's still alive and he tracks the kids down to that apartment with, I think that's the girl's apartment where they had that sleepover because all the guys are chilling there and then they, all, all the aliens are outside the window behind him. That's when he gets wrecked finally. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was well deserved. So I think 
I think he was so hell bent on his own revenge for, for one, um, having his mates wrecked. For some reason, he blamed them, and then also hitting his car with that police van that they had to hijack. Mm. And he got really salty about that. So I think his own his own need for revenge blinded his uh, like obvious intellect saying yo these things are dangerous we should probably try and survive his brain was like oh hell no we gotta get these kitties yeah no no i guess that i guess that's interesting that's an interesting uh, part of it but yeah no you can argue it i mean he wasn't the brightest he was he was driven by rage well no okay not an interesting part of it i think what i meant to say was that that's an interesting observation about mm. his character because yeah because the thing is like i mean i was just like this this guy just like go this away, guy, dude. just go just go away. Nobody wants you here. Exactly. No, like he's a it. he's the drunk guy who shows up to the party and like ruins it for everybody. And, and then just he leaves. Won't, I just won't leave. Uh -huh. He's the type to eat all your food, finish the toilet paper, and then pass out on the lawn. He's the type of guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the type of guy. Get out of my house. Just go home. <laughs> Nobody wants you. Like he's yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't mind him as a villain. I think also his his purpose from a script standpoint is to break up the constant chase scenes yeah to break it up kids. and give them give like well remember it's supposed to be the b story yeah it is essentially the b story yeah because thankfully this well yeah this is one of the very few like well big budget movies that doesn't because the thing is most movies you know the b story or it's always just a romance that like doesn't need to be there uh -huh. so i guess it's nice to have like it's a different in, different kind of b uh -huh. story yeah you're right actually the the be a uh, like B story. I want to say B plot. Um, well, like, uh, you could say you could. You could also call it the B plot. It just didn't yeah. sound right in my head. So anyway, the B story is usually romance. You're correct. So maybe they were like, Ugh, it doesn't really suit this type of movie, type of film, and especially if you think about it, there is like a little bit of a C plot with um, Moses and one of the apartment ladies. Uh, like that group of girls remember they sort of like each other but they don't d dwell on it because she's like you're you know you're just this hoodlum you should try and be something better yeah and so they don't really he's not like desperate for anything it's just cool that they had that little bit of connection but they didn't make it a full-blown love story amongst this mini apocalypse <laughs> yeah yeah which i think adds to the tone of the film of a serious take. yeah I just thought of it now, but no, 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 it has no. momentum. No, 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 no. Oh, that sorry. is a very, that is a very good point. Because the thing is, obviously, when you go through, when you look at a film, there's obviously the main plot and the B story, which are the two main ones. But there are like little, little mini character arcs. There are little arcs for each character. Each character goes through some kind of arc, mm. and like some small. kind of. <laughs> And some kind of like C plot, like like even with the, the the one rich kid, there's a whole C plot about him and his him and you know his dad dad's car and his dad's car gets wrecked and now he's like he's like paranoid. Yep, and he he um um he got caught for having a little bit of uh, <laughs> in yeah. his pants. Yeah. So now he's already in trouble with his dad. But then he's he's the guy that watches the documentary i spoke about in the beginning of yeah the of, the, of the pheromones of the and the moth pheromone yeah mm. so they sort of needed him as a like okay he's he is also a little bit of a um uh like a what, what's it called when 
when they're supposed to add a little bit of humor to a serious situation. The comedic, the comedic relief. There we are, there we go. That's the term I wanted. He's the comedic relief to some extent because he's, he's the punching bag because he's, you know, the, up, the upper class intelligent citizen and all the, the block kids are like, who's this idiot? You know, they keep, they keep um, belittling him because Yeah, when he tries background. to get into the elevator with them, they just say, take the next one. Yeah, they just force him out and they're like, take the next one. They don't respect him. So... Yeah. And then he has to sort of own that and he helps them understand yeah. the pheromone background. Yeah. Which helps to move the plot along. So I, I like that he's there. I know he's not an ideal fit for the... Um, the group. For the group, but also for the type of... Um, the location. He doesn't... Mm. You'd never find him there, but... I, th yeah. I still think he's a great addition to the film. Yeah. And then one thing I, li I think I liked about the film was that they broke basically all the rules. Because like the rules in... Cause like you know, there's a, there's those like rules in screenwriting where it's like don't kill the dog, don't kill the kid, mm. and the thing is they basically break both those rules. They, they, kill, with, yeah. they kill the dog at the beginning, and then they also kill, and like at least like half the kid, half of the kids get killed, mm -hmm. killed off. Yeah, who who gets wrecked? Am I even in? Okay, I'm a little bit in frame. I mean, I, I mean, I know that they're teenagers, but they're like the. Uh, I mean, they're all younger than eight. They're all below eighteen, so. I think they're even below sixteen. So they're all. So, so, so they're all. They are still technically kids, and the kids. fact that like half of them gets gets killed off. Mm. That's like that was pretty and pretty pretty gruesome ways. Some of them. Some of them, yeah. Um, I think two of them. Two of them got wrecked. Yeah, two of them, which is also like I suppose they had to add a bit of. Um, they had to have characters that get killed off or whatever. Yeah, to add, like, so that they weren't just wearing plot armor and they were immune. You know, some of their members could die. Yeah. Which is, which was great. But uh, I didn't want any of them to die. They had such nice synergy amongst each other. You, you felt like they were, they could be friends in real life. All of yeah, them. they did. They gelled really well. Yeah, they did have good chemistry on, chemistry and good, like, synergy and everything. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's pretty good. So I was like, when they, when they, when some of them died, I was like, oh, no. No, yeah. Because you, you want them to succeed. Especially because they're relatable and you, f you feel a bit of... You feel something towards them because of their situations, yeah. And also, um, they're just they're fun. <laughs> yeah, you, like you, the one, the one, the the one kid's dad. He's he, he's a jerk. Like remember, remember the one kid when he remember. Uh, 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 also, with cinematography, I really like that one scene where the thing is they decide to go fight. That they that when the aliens first start landing, landing, and they decide to go, you know, take care of them. And they're running down the stairwell, and then each of them go into their apartments to go fetch something or something. Oh yes. And then, and then the one kid he like goes into the apartment. His dad says, you know, take the dog out for a walk. And it's just like it's just like uh, I'll take him out tomorrow morning. He's like, I'm not asking, I'm telling. Mm. It's just like, jeez. That's what I'm talking about. During that scene, I love the way they did that. How how they each assemble on the top floor because Ron's weed room is there, and then they all bolt and they all stop on a different floor. Yeah, to, they all to stop on a different on a different level. Which yeah. Is it's so cool from a cinematography standpoint because you gradually count down this four left, three left, yeah. as they're all getting their stuff. But that's also the time that you see into each of their lifestyles. Yeah. Like um, how hard they actually live. Okay, it's not like hard, you know, they don't live on the street or whatever, but they really don't have much going for them at home. Except, except for the Afro kid. The Afro kid, he seems fun. He's got like a, he's got like a loving mom and everything. Like he's yeah. She has a con he has a concerned mom. He has a concerned is... mom and uh, and uh, I mean his dad is around because she does say it because at one point when he's you know in the dumpster because he gets in the he's in the dumpster for most of the movie because he's hiding uh, and he towards the end when he calls his mom his mom does say like I'm gonna call your dad or whatever so his dad's obviously is still around. Mm. 
So yeah, so unlike Moses, who doesn't have a family at all besides his uncle, who is like a drifter, he's not even at home. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so he's quite independent for such a young man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I, I'm never hot take you. I didn't really like Moses. <laughs> you didn't like Moses? Okay, I do like, I, I do like, I do like, I mean, I like John Boyega as an actor. He's really great. And he does give a good performance in this movie, but I don't know, just from a writing standpoint, he was just boring to me. He was just the stoic... Lido never smiles, who's just always like, you know, got a straight face, like never says anything. Like he, he's also very quiet for most of the movie. Like the other, the other, the rest of the kids, they, they do most of the talking. He's usually like just the quiet one. Mm. I mean, he does talk in the movie, obviously, but like he doesn't, uh, uh, he doesn't, um, uh, I mean, he's the leader, but he's mostly just like, you know, like just straight face the entire time. And then the thing is, I mean, they do, I understand they do give backstory that, like, you know, he's got this hard life with his uncle and his uncle's not really around that much. But they, like, literally shoehorn his backstory, like, right at the end. Like, just before the final, like, climax, basically. Like, in the last, like, 20 minutes, they just, they, when he's on the phone with, you know, Cindy, Doctor Who, uh, uh, they, like, literally quickly shoehorn in a backstory. Like, I feel like his backstory should have been integrated a bit better. Because the problem is, at the end, it kind of felt like phoned in. It kind of felt like... It kind, of felt like, it kind of felt to the point where it was like, you know, uh, uh, okay, we, we filled out all these other all these other kids, but we haven't given Moses actually anything, so we need to give him something. I think maybe they would, maybe just to you, they didn't execute that correctly. But well, I yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more, yeah, yeah, it's not the right it's just the execution. Hey guys, so uh, the camera cut while we were recording, and... <laughs> I basically had a nice counter-argument that Logan actually agreed with to an extent afterwards and Logan says he doesn't he didn't like Moses as a character he said his backstory was shoehorned in towards the end sorry let me put my phone down and uh, to just to catch up what I basically argued was one is they kept that um, as a bit of a shock value towards the end yeah and uh, Another point that I brought up saying that why it was towards the end was to not only ground um, Cindy in reality about the harshness these kids face, because they, they can't just be kids, is that um, of course Moses is largely independent because his uncle is always drifting and never at home, so he lives by himself for large lengths of time. And um, that basically forced him to do this low-level crime that he's surrounded with, like the, the pushing of the weed before he was upgraded to the coke, and then also the muggings, was just to sell whatever he gets, and as well as the cash he gets, just to have a little bit of income so he can sustain himself. Yeah. So he's sort of like a victim of circumstance more than outright thug. They're actually good people. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah, I understand. It's that, it's that saying of, like, you know, it's that saying we sort of went with in our Suicide Squad episode where it's like, you know, like, you know, we're bad guys, but we're not bad people. Mm, exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's, it sums it up perfectly. So that's why I argued that towards the end, it isn't as shoehorned as... No, no, I agree with you. I agree as with the you. term may make it. No, 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 I agree with you. That is a strong argument. I guess also the thing is, they could have, I don't know... Uh, 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 I guess they maybe could have given him a bit more personality because he was kind of like quiet the entire time. But I guess I understand why. But oh, I, can I add to that? If you it's just like it's just like it's just like you know smile every once in a while. Jeez. 
Well, if reflect you're... with humor or do something. I don't know because he just felt like the stoic, the stoic, quiet. Uh, I don't know. But uh, but uh, but uh, but I don't know. I think we should just go past that because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, I actually had a nice counter argument. Like, okay, well, what's your, but okay, what's if you want to move on, then. No, no, no it's fine. I'm what's joking. Your, I'm your, joking. Um, yeah, what's your counter argument? My counter argument for why he's such a straight faced guy is not only is he the most hardened to real life compared to the rest of them, because he has it a little bit harder being he has to fend for himself, he doesn't have any family to stay with. And uh, that's probably one reason why he's so hard. But also, he's sort of their unofficial leader. They all want his input and they respect him. And I think he takes a lot of their mental burden because they all, they're like, okay, Moses will make a plan and we'll work to that. Yeah. They don't really have to think, what will we do next as hard as Moses? So maybe he's very like internalized and just constantly thinking compared to the others who are like, all right, this is the situation. We'll wait for our leader to make a plan. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. So maybe that's why he's more reserved. Maybe he's also just a nice contrast being a more mature person compared to the others that just make, you know, dick jokes and, and they have fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good point. So, yeah, maybe I just need to watch it again. Probably. But, but yeah, no. So, otherwise, yeah, pretty uh, thing. And, yeah, I don't know. Um... I think also just uh, okay. Well, thing is, I don't know. My complaints aren't really uh, aren't really like you know they're not really like major complaints like you know because I understand you know like you know they're a limited budget and like I mean the story is good for what they for what they did and you know I think it's definitely a very impressive like you know for a small budget film. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's more just like personal enjoyment factor. Like mm -hmm. you know, like for me, like it was entertaining. It was it, it was a fun movie to watch, but it's not like a movie that I'm gonna really remember or anything like that or, or, or okay well I, I went to that that's too harsh but it's not a movie that I'm it's not a movie that's going to like you know have a big impact it wasn't a movie that had a big impact on me mm. no fair yeah. enough I suppose there are better versions of the monster in the house category type films for me that was the first ever um, exposure to that genre not mm. just hoodie horror but also like a like an alien type of threat because I hadn't seen Alien back in 2011 I hadn't seen you know Jurassic Park recently because I always that, that movie used to scare me so <laughs> to have to sit down and watch a full length of that type of genre just that was my alien essentially so yeah I know it has a special place for me yeah I know I definitely understand why it's a special place for you but uh, but yeah otherwise yeah otherwise yeah the editing was really good is there any shots that you really liked uh, yeah, there's plenty of shots that I really liked. I like, um, I, don't, I don't really, I don't think I'm going to say them in order. I'm going to say them as I sort of remember them. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just going through the film, so I'll just cut out if I take too long. But uh, one film, or one shot that we can definitely highlight right now, because they're both in my mind, is... Um, the first one is when he has to run to his apartment and he has the, the alien female yeah. and he runs down the corridor with all the aliens right behind him. That shot is really cool. That shot is very cool. I really like that. And another shot that will always stay with me is um, the shot of when hi-hat dies and you think that's it because it fades to black but then you see they took his nose off. That shot is really cool. When, when was that? 
uh, right after hi-hats got jumped by all those aliens the main guy you don't like the secondary uh, uh, oh yeah, that and he guy. gets wrecked and then it fades to black because like all the aliens surround him but then uh, they yeah. open up again and his nose was Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, that was gruesome. That shot, uh, that forever lingers with me because he's still alive in that shot, and I'm like, yes, whoa. Yes, we was, we was quite, we was quite. I was surprised how violent it was. Mm, it's not overly violent, but, but there's it, a lot it doesn't of shy away when it has to. It doesn't shy away, and there's a lot of like blood and stuff and everything like that. Are you? Aren't you like squeamish? No, I'm not squeamish. Uh, no, no, I'm not squeamish. I'm just saying like I was surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, movie. it is. It can be shocking. But I think that's a good use of shock factor. It is a good use of they, shock factor. They weren't like uh, cheap and jump scary and you know, yeah. they, they had a solid plot. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that use gore, gore in cheap ways. Just mm. like, you know, shock the audience and, and you don't need strong writing. <laughs> another another shot I like, I have a few shots I like, um, is when Cindy is in the cop van. Uh, she's like looking for the, the people that mugged her and then she looks into the the rearview mirror and you can see the alien sort of move in the shadows mm. um that that's a nice powerful shot um I'm trying to think if there's others oh i also like the shot where where right near the end of the film where um moses has the alien already on his back like a backpack and then it's it sort of the camera's behind him and he has the sword ready. That's a nice shot. Like I'll I'll put them all in editing so that yeah. everyone can see. Um hmm. Other shots that I really like. Hmm. No, they aren't. There are plenty of shots that I really like, but I wanted to watch it a second time briefly, but I didn't get the chance to. Um Another th another sort of sequence of shots that I think is really well done is when is when they let go of the firecrackers in the corridor and it's all smoky. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's a good sequence. Yeah, yeah that sequence is uh, that sequence is pretty cool. It's very well edited and shot. I it's think quite, that's it's quite a scary scene though because that one kid is. gets that one kid gets lost in the smoke uh -huh. and you keep hearing the other guys in the background but you don't but you don't actually see them and then he gets jumped by the aliens. That was like. Uh, 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 that was definitely a cool sequence. Mm. And it actually reminds me of Breaking Bad when when Jesse loses the the rice and cigarette and he looks for it and the camera's rotating around him. Yeah. Uh, I'll add that as well. That is uh, it's powerful because it, it, it incites like uncertainty or not uncertainty but like um, anxiety. It makes you anxious. That, yeah. that type of film shooting is, is awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Mm, other shots? Don't think I have any too many beyond that. Oh, I do like some of the close-ups of the aliens and you see like a little bit of blood on their blue teeth. Mm. I think that's those are really cool. But other than that, if I have any more, I'll, I'll make a separate segment. But I think, do you have any? Um. I mean, the thing is, uh, 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 there's not really much that stood out to me. I, I do quite like the, um, I do quite like the uh, uh, that one shot uh, where they first encounter one of the first one of the big aliens, and then like you know they they see sort of this creature like sort of coming out for, uh, coming out of the darkness. Oh yeah. And then like they sort of think that when they see the blue, they think that, that, that that's its eyes, but then it turns out that's the teeth. Mm. That was yeah, pretty, the way those aliens are designed. Yeah, yeah, the alien design like, just the, again the is lips, just amazing. If their mouth is closed, it looks like eyes. Yeah. But then when they open their mouth, you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know the scene you're talking about, though. It's very early. It's it's when it comes like in that park. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that like park sequence where the dog mm. does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But but yeah, yeah, pretty, just pretty good. I think they're just 
I think Brady. it actually. Sorry, sorry. I keep jumping. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. Um, I was just gonna say that I, I think they play up, play up the horror, the horror very well. Mm. The horror very well because these creatures are like, yeah, these creatures are like terrible. These creatures are like terrifying. They really are. They're kind of cool. I'm surprised they don't have more recognition, but maybe it's just because it was such a small movie. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it was a small movie. It didn't make too much of the box office, probably. And probably not. Yeah. But I, I still think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like you know, like uh, especially as a film buff, uh, I really do appreciate those movies that that don't do well to box office, but you just love them so much. Like I'm sort of, I, I, I've got a few like under like small niche films like that that I really enjoy, like *Lead a Battle Angel* and that type of thing. Like, it did not do well. I mean, it did. It, it didn't do terribly at the box. It didn't do terribly at the box office, but it didn't do to the point where Disney's going to make a sequel because obviously Disney owns the rights to 20th Century Fox now. And uh, I don't know, man. Like movie rights are weird because like James Cameron owns the rights to *Alien: Battle Angel*, but I don't know if he can make us legally. There's like a legal thing. Like, can he make a sequel without Disney? Like, I don't know. It's a it's, it's a big thing, but yeah. But movies like Alita Battle Angel, Dread, uh, I mean, the Ghost of Shell remake didn't do very well at the box office. A lot of people look down that film, but I love it. I think it's, I think it's really good. And yeah, no, just, just a lot of really great, great films. It's, you know, it's just nice to find there's like little niche films that you like mm. and everything. And, uh, and I mean, even though, even though the movie wasn't like, you know, it didn't wow me or anything, I'm glad that we're at least doing an episode on it. And then we are shining a spotlight on like these smaller, smaller films. films. Of course. Films, yeah, because, I, you know, because it does get boring when you just keep doing the big films all the time. You want to do some smaller films. No, of course. I was going to get you. Yeah, so any, any, um, any lessons that you take away from this film? Oh, uh, yeah, or any, sure. Or any takeaways? Sure. Um, hmm. well, I, was, I was still thinking, I was, I was going through the plot. Like, because we didn't really cover the end, did we? Should we? Oh, yeah, we, we, we can cover the end if you want to. Mm, I think so. Um, most of the, the, say, the middle of the film, the act two, most of that is just running, basically. Yeah, it's just them running it's and, just, like, hiding. Uh-huh, and trying to make a plan and slowly learning what these things are and what they're weak to. And then coming towards the end of the film, where they all hold up in the weed room and they already lost two of their friends and uh, that's when the the upper class dealer <laughs> he, he gives them the exposition he gives them the exposition about the whole pheromone because they only discover that Moses is covered in that pheromone oh, from right. the the female alien because he killed it they only find that um, because of the UV light that the weed is growing with mm. so oh. um, uh, oh, then I just wanted to add that uh, um, uh, uh, one moment with Moses that I do like is I do like that bit at the end where he sort of like, you know, takes responsibility for all the deaths and everything. And I, and I do like the bit where he actually like he, he tells the other guy, like, you know, give me the ring. And then like the guy doesn't want to give it to him. He's like, no, give it to me. And then he oh. gives her, he gives Cindy back the ring. Like, mm, uh, the I, one I, that he mugged. Yeah, I, I, do quite, I do quite like that moment. That moment's pretty cool. Mm, it shows, again, that bad... Bad guys, not bad people. Yeah, 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 we're bad guys, we're not bad people. Exactly, because I mean, Pest doesn't want to give the ring, but Pest is stoned, so you can't blame him. <laughs> just like, you know. bat. <laughs> yeah, and Pest is just hopelessly flirting with Cindy. Yeah, shame, poor guy. It's just like, just like, just like, where's your boyfriend? <laughs> and he actually brought up a valid bit of, I don't know if you can constitute it as meta commentary, but when, when, when she's like, uh, oh, I do have a boyfriend. He's like, oh, where is he? And, he? and she says, no, he's in Ghana helping helping less fortunate people. 
and then and then uh, pest is like so what about the people at home we're not exotic enough are we yeah and i was like that's actually true because so many like um charities and stuff they all want to look good but they don't help the people right at home yeah which i thought was actually quite an interesting take uh, that was that was a very interesting take because i think i think the thing is you know the society sort of looks at it they sort of look like oh poor you know africa or whatever like you know they're so unfortunate everything i'm like you have people people on your home front that are unfortunate exactly so when Pez said that um so what about the oh he's helping people in ghana so what about the the kids at home are we not exotic enough and i was like that's actually that's a solid she didn't have an answer for him yeah and that was a powerful statement that i think they they were just trying yeah, to highlight think, i don't think oh did it go yeah i remember i remember that line did that line did that line did um uh stand out to me a bit as uh, a bit as well when I heard it, I was like, yeah, he actually does have a bit of a point. Yeah, Pest had a point. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's what I really liked. And then, of course, the, the sort of final fight, as it were, starts. And just when we learnt um, Moses's current lifestyle and backstory, um, Cindy turned up all the gas in his home apartment. And Moses was going to make a run for it there and using Pest's fireworks just blow up all the aliens because they were obviously following the pheromones that mm. he had on his jacket. <laughs> yeah, a, a little, a little uh, Leopard Dead reference because you play Leopard Dead so much. It reminded me of when you, when you throw the, throw the, um, the path bomb and all the zombies like you crowd over the Oh thing. yeah, it's true. I all think that... he even throws that body. Or that other, or that other bomb, that bomb that when you throw it on one of the zombies, then all the other zombies like rush towards it. Oh, the bile bomb, yeah. Yeah, the bile bomb, yeah. Mm. It reminded me, it, it reminded me a lot of that. It's true, it, it is. And then of course, um, now that he's in his apartment and it's filled with, you know, explosive gas from the oven or the stove, mm, yeah. um, he launches that firework and bombs all of the aliens in one shot. Yeah, well, I will say the whenever they use the fireworks against the aliens, though, those bits were really cool. Like, really I, cool I, I really they're... enjoyed that, they're especially easy. when they first use the the fireworks against the aliens and it hits the aliens. I'm like, I was like, you know, going, whoa, that's cool. But I was also thinking, those aliens have got to be dead. Come on, they've got to be dead. Yeah, I think they died then. I'm glad they also didn't have like a like a post credit teaser for like one survived like 1990. 1998's Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm glad that they, they the plot was done. It's over. I'm thankful. Uh, when I went to go search, although I did mention to you, I, I don't know if this is like still in development or if it's just a rumor or something, but w when we were watching this movie and I was like, you know, on my phone looking up IMDb because I want to look up all the credits and everything. Um, when I when I searched uh, when I searched Attack the Block and the search results came up, uh, underneath Attack the Block there was Attack the Block 2. Nice. So I don't know. So I don't know if they are going to work. Maybe make a sequel one day. I mean, um, they could. They could. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a concept. A concept for a sequel. <sighs> I hope not. They're ruining all my franchises, mate. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because you, uh, I know you're very much the person of just like yeah, yeah. This movie was good. Now leave it alone. Leave it alone. Same with District Nine. I'm. I told you, I'm on the fence about District Ten. If they do it well, then I'll be more forgiving and I'll retract my statement but as of right now with everything that's being ruined by mainstream media and Hollywood I will I don't want a sequel <laughs> yeah I think that's the problem I think the problem is when people watch a really good movie especially like in modern like a like a modern a really good modern day movie um, you know people automatically just like where are we gonna get the sequel when are we gonna get the sequel it's the same thing with like a uh, leader battle angel like dread um okay no one's no one's petitioning for a ghost of shell sequel except me but yeah, <laughs> one man army one man army 
but basically like like when are we going to get dread seek when are we going to get district nine seek when are we going to get this when are we going to get that but you're right in the sense of like you know you don't trust uh, we don't trust modern day hollywood to deal with these franchises no they're just going to butcher them mate because you know you got to be woke you got to be woke <laughs> keyboard warriors uh, uh, my one friend said something very very um very uh uh, 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 uh true the other day when he's really basically said that you know I don't think I don't think these keyboard warriors do any uh, uh, do a, pay for anything except for their internet connection. <laughs> they don't go. They don't actually go watch the movies that they complain about. They don't go actually. They don't play any of the video games that they complain about. They just no. pay for their internet connection. Exactly. Nothing moan and that's it. Yeah. Um. Still, like I, I'm glad that Moses got away and he still like got away in the sense of he survived, in like bombing and mm. um. The fact that he still went to prison, sort of, because of his his. Uh... Well, I don't know. Did he go to jail though? Because like, because remember, she does say she does say to that no, these boys defended me. Yeah, but he, I don't. I don't. Well, know. I mean, there's obviously obviously he was still in the jail car because obviously they didn't you know they didn't they, show it yeah. because they obviously didn't show them like you know taking them out of the jail car. But I, I don't think he went. To, uh, I don't think he went to jail. I don't think so. I think maybe he went to jail. Well, the part of me is that... like, personally... Okay, sorry, you give your take. No, no, uh, uh, sorry, I was just going to say that my take was... Obviously, they put him in the they put him in the jail cell initially because obviously they were like, okay, he's a suspect or whatever. But then when she obviously... But then Cindy obviously says, and now these boys defended me and everything. So, and then everyone's screaming... Uh, and then everyone outside is screaming, Moses, Moses. I don't think, I don't think he went to jail. Fair enough. But I, I think, if I took it from a realistic standpoint, the cops probably still took him in. And um, maybe, maybe like he was cleared after Cindy gave her like official statement at the precinct. Well, yeah, obviously he was he was still taken to the precinct yeah. and questioned and stuff. But uh, maybe but, after um, he was cleared. But I don't think. But I don't think. I don't think he actually went to actual jail. Yeah, like no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Too. Yeah, because they wouldn't. They would. They wouldn't have had evidence. Evidence to hold him or anything. No, like especially that. if Cindy cleared his name as well. She's yeah. like, no, they they're my neighbors. They didn't do. They didn't do anything to me, even though they didn't mug her, but they... They, they atoned for it. Yeah, they did atone for it by saving her life. Atonement! Atonement! Oh, God, no. Where's tea? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think that's that's my personal take. It's, it's um, you know, it's left open-ended for you yeah. to decide. But I, th I think he had, like, a, he got out. Yeah. He did, or if he if he did, maybe they had like a Need for Speed type scenario where he paid for his crimes, but they weren't as as um, bad as initially uh, yeah. suggested. So he didn't do ten years for mugging or whatever, as an example. Instead, he did like um, say fifteen months yeah. for property damage or vandalism. You see what I mean? Yeah. See what it's a, like it's a bittersweet but still good ending. Sort of like yeah. I'd argue with. Like, I yeah. like to think he got a happy ending in the end. Yeah. So, what would you say for rate, ratings? Mm, what would 10, you be? 10, next question. <laughs> 10. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely love this film. I don't have anything I would I would complain about it. Even down to the youngsters, those two kids, Probs and Mayhem. Like, even they make the film. They are nice comedic relief. No, no, they are. They're, they're, they, they're so try-hard. They are a nice addition. Mm, and I, I just love the film overall. And I'm glad that it was initially just a little independent type of film that 
managed to get budget. Yeah. I think it won a competition. I'm not sure. I have to go read that backstory. Yeah. But it was still, it was, it's just a hell of it. It's 10. Sorry, 10. It's okay. in, this is in my top 10 movies of all time. Okay, so 10 is your official rating. 10 is my official, yeah. Okay. I, I remember, I work on how much I recommend it. And yeah. you know, over the last three years, I've been like, dude, watch Attack the Block. <laughs> yeah, so, he's been nagging me like constantly to watch Attack the Block. So yeah, 10 from me. Okay, cool. Um, I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go with about a seven. It's a very enjoyable. Let yeah. me get my bat. I'm gonna go get ambush. Yeah, I'm gonna get beaten by the bat like <laughs> after the camera stops. But yeah, no, it was a, for me like it was an enjoyable movie, and I, I'm I, I'm glad that I watched it. I'm glad that we did an episode on it. But yeah, yeah, for me, for me, it's a seven. It's an enjoyable watch. No, it's good, man. Of course, you're entitled to your opinion. And I'm I glad you at least watched it finally. Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I watched it, and, and yeah, I would still I would still recommend it. Oh yeah, hands down. This is the last episode he ever featured in, by the way, guys. I'll be the only host from now on. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the Kevin Solo show. Yeah, he, he mysteriously vanished. Never heard from him again after this. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're willing to give me a solid, oh, like, honest opinion. Yeah. Because uh, I know you weren't a big fan of it, but me, like, I'm a, I'll, I'll be honest, I fanboy for this film. That's <laughs> no, fine, man. Really we're, all, cool. we're all film buffs here. We all, you know, we should all be able to enjoy what we enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. Which is cool. So I'm glad that at least you and I <laughs> finally got to sit down and discuss it yeah um in terms of lessons that i learned would you like to start because oh yeah oh uh, yeah we need to do takeaways now um yeah takeaways essentially i think i think uh what i like what i liked most about it was okay well i like that whole thing they did with the alien design that they made the alien like these black creatures with like the blue teeth and everything it's, it's a simple design but it's effective so so I think that's a very interesting thing like if you want to do something like a big sci-fi movie or whatever like like the movies I, I want to make one day um, those simplistic designs can really help sometimes so that's a very good lesson that's definitely something I'm going to take away take away in future films I work on hopefully one day um, and then I think also just like I also just really like I also just really like the editing and like the shots especially especially mm. like I said that sequence where the sequence where they're going down the stairs and they each stopping, each of them are stopping, are stopping on a level. I really do. I really just like the, the quick cut and the editing of that, of mm -hmm. that sequence and everything. It's just, so, it's, a, it's really beautiful cool. scene. That's yeah. not a beautiful. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful sequence. Yeah, the way they did it is. is and how they, and how they, how they stitched it together was, it was very good. So yeah, I think those are my, my main main takeaways. I agree. Editing. I'll give you. I also think editing. They, they're very good at pacing. Like, you know, action scenes are quick cuts and, and more ominous, uncertain scenes have much longer lingering shots mm. and it's, it, it plays hand in hand. I mean, that's, it's sort of how you should do it, but they really seem to go the extra mile yeah. for, for editing that film. Mm. And um, the creature design, I agree, it stood out for me as well the first time I watched it all those years ago. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> and... Um, one thing I really like is the cinematography. Yeah, cinematography, cinematography is very good. There are some, some really beautiful shots for a film of this budget. You could easily just... Um, well, the thing is, you could tell this was a passion project. It really was. You could, you can, you can definitely see. You can definitely see. You can't see even argue project. it. I think objectively it's a passion project. Yeah, it's sort of uh, similar to like District 9 and stuff. Yeah, mm. it's a very, definitely a passion project. Because you could have easily just made another another low budget horror film with a bunch of teenagers getting wrecked. Yeah. And instead, they, it's got a, a lot of depth. And the cinematography as well. Yeah. They, um, I don't know who who did it. You did mention his name. Yeah. Or her name. We'll put a we'll put a text yeah. correction on. But the I'm video. gonna go and follow and see more of their work because yeah. they're quite inspirational. 
Um, another lesson, if I have, um, hmm, I'm, I'm trying to think if I can word it correctly. Like one thing I sort of like is their characters have real depth without having set up such elaborate backstories. They don't make it obvious. You sort of have to clue it together through what you see, the brief bits you do see. Yeah. You have yeah. to you have to in your own mind see what they well, how their life is like aside from the movie. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is quite cool because they they're not so obvious about it, but you can tell that um life is really not the best for them mm. despite never seeing any other characters almost mm. beyond the the core group. Yeah. Which I think is so so cool. Um I don't know if those aliens are CGI, hey? I don't know. They might be. I think they are. But I mean, I mean the thing is, they have to be because they're like moving things. I mean, I, I mean, I, you can clearly see that 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 Lord could that small queen, that small female alien at the beginning. That's clearly a puppet. Mm. But those big ones, they have to be CGI. I wonder if they're like a combination of like uh, animatronics or like. No, nah, I don't know. It looks like I, I don't, to me. It looked like a, it looked like straight up CGI, except for the small one. The small one obviously was like a puppet, especially when he's carried around on his back yeah. and everything. You can clearly tell it's a puppet. Mm. Yeah, I'm not talking about the small one. The small one, you're right. But I think the the big ones sometimes maybe there's one. They made like one animatronic for certain scenes, mm. and then the rest are CGI. But I'll have to check it out. Um, also, like the the length of this film, it doesn't drag. Mm. It's really, it's really. Uh, yeah, because like you said, it's like an hour and like it's like an hour and twenty or hour thirty. Yeah, hour twenty-seven, I think it said, and um, that's including credits. So, it really isn't that long. It's it's, but they get yeah. a lot done within that time frame. Yeah, that we sort of be... lost. We sort of lost that art form of like making short, making like hour and twenty minutes or hour half, half hour and a half films and making it satisfying. Because now every film that comes up now, two hour to two hours minimum. Uh, and you have to set up a sequel. Or two hours minimum, over two hours most of the time, and we have to set up a sequel. Mm. And a cinematic universe. And a cinematic universe, yeah, everything in one one brief 90 minute plot. Yeah. And uh, a 90 just... minute plot stretched to two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, and probably like an hour plot stretched <laughs> to two and a half. Yeah. And that's the thing, it, it's. Ugh. Everything has to be interconnected these days because of what the MCU did. Yeah, they're just they're just trend chasing. Ah, uh, it's unfortunate because you gotta make that model money. Yeah, and they just wanted something concise and simple, and that's why I like these older movies because they do that one and done, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I was pretty much saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bye. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks very much for watching, guys. Please like, share, and subscribe. And if you are listening to on any of our podcast platforms, uh, and you have any feedback for us, please write us a review, and we will we will take any any suggestions you have into consideration and uh, yeah, thanks guys.